Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Actus Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. I'm Linnea Archibald, the Associate Editorial Director for Actus, and I'm joined today by our Editor and Product Coordinator, Carla Accordo, and our Associate Editor, Jess Flugel. Today's show is part of our Actus Happy Hour series, which provides a glimpse behind the scenes of all things Actus in a more casual, conversational format than our other podcast series. Before we jump into our conversation today, a brief word about today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Actus Imagine Clinical Encoding Encore, a virtual Actus event happening August 9th through 11th, 2022, featuring recordings of the clinical encoding track from the recent 2022 Actus National Conference. This much-loved staple of the National Conference features core clinical encoding components vital to all those engaged in ongoing medical record reviews. Join us as we reimagine CDI possibilities through powerful, thought-provoking, and must-attend sessions such as Coding Clinic and Official Guidelines for Coding and Reporting Updates, Cough to Determine a Gram-Negative Pneumonia, Why All the Confusion, the Fallacy of ICU Delirium, Sepsis Coding and Documentation Perspectives, and COVID-19 Clinical Manifestations, and so much more. With 11 sessions on clinical encoding topics relevant to CDI practice, you will not want to miss this virtual event. After the event, you'll have access to all recordings until the end of September 2022. Actus National Conference attendees get $100 off their registration and Actus members receive a $20 discount. Learn more or register by using the link in today's show notes. And now back to the show. Thanks again for joining me today, Carla and Jess. I know these Act as Happy Hours are some of my favorites because it's a great chance for us to chat about all the things that are going on around Actus, which is usually quite a lot of things, even though it's still technically summer. I mean, it's been in the 90s here where I live. Um, We've all got our sights set on the fall at this point. We, of course, have CDI Week, which is September 12th through 16th. We've got the September, October. October edition of the CDI Journal, and then we have a new Leadership Council term starting in September, and of course, we've got books publishing throughout all of this. Uh, Carla, I know you just recently had a conversation with our very own Don Valdez here on the podcast about onboarding and training staff, and you mentioned her new book coming this fall. Can you tell us a bit about what you're working on and what listeners can expect to see on the Actus shelves this fall? Yeah, absolutely. So as always, I'm working with Lori Prescott on the Actus Pocket Guides. Lori and I like to joke that this part of the year is pocket guide season, but in all honesty, the whole year is really pocket guide season. We're always doing something with these books because if anybody uh, has has them on their bookshelves, you'll know they're quite hefty. They're quite large. They take up a lot of time, so we're working on them throughout the year. You can expect to see the latest inpatient version this November, the latest coding version in December, and the outpatient version in January of next year. 
I'm actually due to take a deep dive into some of Lori's updates next week. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she has in store for me and sharing that with everyone in the future. I know she and Dr. Manns have been going back and forth a lot these past couple of months and having a lot of different conversations about what to incorporate this year, what new provider tips are going to be the most helpful, what's the most relevant information. So I'm really looking forward to working on those books because I think it's all going to come together really nicely. And then I actually just finished up working with Fran Jerkak on the newest edition of the CCDS exam study guide. So that is actually hitting shelves this week in our Actus bookstore, which is really exciting. Um, Again, that's a study guide for the people that are looking to prepare for the CCDS exam. You can purchase it online, and when you purchase it, you do get access to a free practice test. It's 100 questions that really lets you test where you're at in your studies to see if you're ready for the exam. And then, of course, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, I'm working very closely with Don Valdez on a new edition of the CDI Specialist Training Guide. This will be Don's writing debut, which is so exciting. Don's brought a really fresh perspective to this new edition placing a heavy focus on fostering the relationship between the new CDI specialist and a mentor or a manager. So the book is packed with tips for how to engage with your mentor or manager, what sort of questions to ask. And then my favorite part is that each chapter ends with a mini assessment. So you can really check to see whether you're understanding the concepts. Don likes to say that CDI is best taught in layers, that everything is built on top of each other. So it's really good to sort of check in and see where you're at at the end of each chapter because the way Don wrote the book, each chapter builds on the previous one. So if you don't understand what happened in one chapter, it might not be the best idea to move forward. So really having that tangible check-in, I think is going to make this such a useful tool. And then that is our, that is going to keep me busy through January, 2023. And then we'll see what's in store then. <laughs> I would say that'll keep you busy. <laughs> it's um, the books are really. I don't think unless you've worked on a big project like that, you can really know how much time and effort goes into those. So it's it's really a, a feat to get those to the shelf and in people's hands. So I really commend you and all of those, all of our authors working on those books. It's really, it's a, it's a lot of work um, that I think sometimes goes underappreciated. <laughs> well, thank you. It's a, it's a labor of love, especially for the authors who really put all of themselves into this work and spend hundreds of hours sometimes writing these, editing these. So it's really um, exciting to get to work with them on that. Absolutely. So sort of um, transitioning, still we're sticking with a publication, but I want to talk a minute about our next edition of the journal, which the journal, for those of you who don't know, is Actus's bi-monthly membership journal. It usually is anywhere from 25 to 45 pages, depending on the topic and depending on how many people submit articles around to that topic. So it's it's really a wonderful resource for our members. Um, and that is a membership benefit. And we're sort of always working on it, much like Carla is always working on the books. Jess and I are always working on the journal. It's just, it it's a constant in our lives. And Jess, I know you sort of 
started working with Actus midway through our summer journal edition planning. So the September, October edition is really your first full journal experience. And I know we've had a lot of fun talking with a number of folks over the last couple of weeks for the edition. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned so far and why you're excited about the edition? Yes, definitely. It's It's been a good time. Um, I'd say this edition has given me like a chance to branch out a lot in my learning. And I think, especially with the results we have in from like the 2022 industry survey, um, a focus on unconventional settings and expansion, I think will be relevant for more CDI specialists than ever, especially like those looking to start. And um, we just talked with someone on uh, the different settings um, and their differences, like outpatient clinics, ambulatory surgeries, emergency departments. And it was really interesting learning how CDI specialists like expertly juggle those needs. Um, especially with ED queries, I had no idea how tight that window of time can be to avoid uh, like holding up coding and billing. So just a lot of information and advice for new programs was shared in that interview. I think people will enjoy the, uh, the article that comes of it. And uh, right now I'm actually working on a interview based on, an, excuse me, a um, article based on an interview with someone um, on CDI and pediatrics. Um, and that has been really eye-opening for me, um, just how different that setting can can be um, and how, for instance, like a lot of the ICD-10 codes are specifically for adults, not meant for children. And so it's, it's interesting to uh, hear how CDI specialists rise to that challenge. Um, so yeah, I've learned a lot and I think anyone looking to expand their program or improve their current outpatient efforts, whatever it may be, um, I think everyone will de definitely benefit from reading this edition. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It's crazy how CDI can be so different in depending on the arena or the venue you're in. Um, one thing I'm definitely learn trying to learn a lot more about is outpatient CDI because it's not something I'm super familiar with. Um, I've so much of my learning the past two years with Actus has been on inpatient CDI. Um, but the, the outpatient CDI arena is just exploding. And I think it's really timely that we're doing a journal focused on expansion in CDI because there's so many different places CDI is going that it's never gone before. Um, and like you said, um, uh, um, or I'm sorry, like I just said, outpatient is one of them. In fact, we're actually hosting an outpatient specific virtual event this December in an attempt to really reach all of our CDI specialists in outpatient. We want to connect with you and provide education that's going to be most helpful to you in the specifics of outpatient in CDI. So we hope you'll consider joining us for that three-day virtual conference. It's going to be held December 6th through the 8th um, at the end of this year. And we actually are still looking for outpatient CDI professionals who are interested in sharing their knowledge. The application is open now, and you'll find the link in the show links. You can apply to speak by selecting the outpatient track option. And we're currently accepting applications until August 19th. So we really hope if you're in the outpatient arena and you have something you want to share with your peers, we hope you'll consider applying and sharing that knowledge with all of us because there's so much to learn and the CDI continues to grow. Yeah, it didn't quite 
make sense to me why there needed to be a conference that was just for outpatient until I started working um, on these articles and, and on this edition of the journal. And then now, now I get it. I get it. <laughs> There's so much to cover and everything looks so different. So yeah, you, that, that makes sense that you would need a, a, a little special conference just for all those, um, those nuances. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, outpatient, it's such a broad term too. That's a, often like right. the first thing I ask people when I'm chatting with them is like, when you say outpatient, what even do you mean? <laughs> because we could be talking about the clinic, we could be talking about hospital-based outpatient, you know, ambulatory surgery, right, emergency right. room, observation, like there are so many options. Um, and it's all yes. different. It's crazy. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> kudos to our outpatient folks because, like, this is really the wild west of CDI in a lot of ways. Um, so hopefully, between the journal and the virtual event, we're going to be putting out a number of resources to help folks in this arena. Um, and you know, like Carla said, if you are someone who is involved in outpatient, we want to hear from you, and the membership and the broader community wants to hear from you. The same goes for if you're doing really anything interesting or exciting in your program. So maybe you're a pediatric CDI professional, like Jess was talking about, or maybe you know you've launched a really great denial review program. Um, that application that Carla mentioned that we'll link in the show notes is also for our 2023 Actus National Conference. So if you have another topic you want to share about, we want to hear from you. Um, you guys are, are really our experts and we want to give you the platform to share that knowledge. So we're, we're very excited to be doing that across a number of different venues there. Of course, in addition to the journal that we'll be publishing at the beginning of September, um, September is just going to be a busy month for us in general. We also are right around the corner from CDI week. That'll take place September 12th through 16th. The theme this year is under the CDI. So we have an ocean theme. We're celebrating all of the often overlooked and underappreciated um, efforts that CDI professionals put forth to the benefit of their organization and their department. We host a number of free activities and we provide a number of resources during the week, including a free webinar, but really the centerpiece of our celebration and the conversations that we have during CDI week is our five topic industry survey. We do this survey every single year. It is a real monster of data. It has more than 40 questions, five topics. It's it is a wealth of information. This year we covered staff engagement in the remote setting, physician engagement, productivity, outpatient CDI and risk adjustment, and denial trends and CDI involvement. We're not going to share those full results until we actually kick off CDI week, so you'll have to wait a bit longer for that. But as I am actually putting together the report on these results now, I wanted to take a minute and share just a couple quick tidbits from the survey as sort of a sneak peek. So first, um, nearly 68% of our respondents are currently involved in the denials management or appeals process, and that is up nearly 10% from the 
the last time this topic was covered in the survey back in 2020. Just under a quarter of respondents said that they currently review outpatient records, which is nearly flat from our 2021 results, but another 24% say that they plan to expand into outpatient in the near future. So we do expect that number to continue to rise year over year. Roughly 80% of our respondents said that they have an escalation policy in place for query responses, but actually several of our free text comments on that question mentioned that their policy is ineffective. So definitely stay tuned for the report because I'm going to have some advice in there on how to make that policy effective from one of our advisory board members. So stay tuned for that. When it comes to remote work, before the pandemic, only 13.43% of respondents said they were 100% remote. During the pandemic, that percentage jumped to 77.68%, and clearly, and currently, nearly 62% are still 100% remote, and another 32% said they have a hybrid program of some sort, leaving less than 6% fully on-site. It is a totally different world than it was pre-pandemic, as I think all of us could attest, of course. And then nearly half of our respondents said that remote work has had a positive impact on their productivity overall. And another 36% said that their productivity remained the same from when they were on site. Obviously, we do know the last two years have changed things really drastically for the world, and particularly for those of you in the healthcare field, our CDI professionals included, but it is really fascinating to see those changes represented in the, in the data. You will have to wait, like I said, until September to read the full report on the results, but our ACTUS CDI Leadership Council members always get a sneak peek during their August virtual panel discussion. To give you a taste of those conversations, I did include a link, a um, sorry, a clip in today's podcast from last year's discussion surrounding the productivity results from the industry survey. The call featured a conversation between myself, Jamie Kohler, RN, SMART, CCDS, CRC, who's the supervisor of CDI, with Ensemble Health Partners supporting several hospitals in the Mercy, Mercy Health System, Andrea Eastwood, RHIA, BAS, Director of of Clinical Encounter and Documentation Excellence at Trinity Health, and Jeanette Lyons, RN, BGS, CCDS, the Director of CDI and Coding Audit and Education at Beaumont Health. So we hope that you enjoy this sneak peek, and I will catch you on the other side of it. The last time Actus conducted a full productivity survey was way back in 2016, so that's why we wanted to have this, this section in the survey this year so that we could sort of take the pulse of the industry. According to our survey, survey respondents, most 56% expect that their staff will conduct 6 to 10 new reviews per day and 11 to 15 re-reviews. This does roughly align with the number of reviews that CDI specialists are actually reviewing. 61% said that they review 6 to 10 new, new reviews, and 40% say that they review 11 to 15 re-reviews per day. Andrea, I'll start with you on this one. Since it's such a similar percentage of respondents that say that their expected and actual chart reviews per day are in the same range, 
Do you think that those ranges are good standards for the industry to hold on to? Or do you feel that there needs to be a bit more customization? And if that's the case, do you think there can even be an industry standard? Yeah, I do think we're, it's kind of a touchy subject when it comes to an industry standard. I think the software that, that the different sites and organizations use can play a role into how productivity is achieved. We've um, established a, a total of 21 to 25 um, reviews a day to be our productivity standard. And I can say how CDS has leveraged the software their core understanding of their functions and you know their ability to to query all plays into productivity so being fully trained and then leveraging the system i think are key um, productivity factors so it it's hard with the so the varying software vendors out there to establish a true productivity standard i think across the industry because each of those tools functions a little differently right and i would imagine that also what you're reviewing for can impact your productivity as well. So somebody, for example, doing maybe a second level review isn't going to have the same productivity as somebody doing kind of a first pass review. There's going to be some differences depending on a lot of variables, I would imagine. And we get differences between sites in what they want to capture as a non-productive factor mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, it's important to standardize that as much as you can. So kind of looking at things in the in the same perspective across different sites. So there's there's a lot that goes into the productivity to come up with the standard. Absolutely. You touched on sort of the somewhat touchy aspect of productivity expectations. And we did ask people if they have consequences for their staff if they don't meet their productivity requirements. 78% said that the CDI leader will meet with that staff member one-on-one, -on -one, followed by 42% who say that staff members undergo one-on-one -on -one education with their educator. 31% said that their staff members may actually be let go if the issue persists. And then 29% said that that staff member will include, will um, lose some of their remote work privileges. Obviously, by hearing the percentages there, this was a select all that apply question. So there is some overlap in those categories. Jeanette, I'll start with you on this one. If a CDI specialist is not meeting their productivity expectations at your organization, what is your next step and what other steps do you feel maybe should happen between that one-on-one -on -one discussion and someone being let go? Well, we have a policy and protocol for monitoring productivity and quality performance. And we follow an internal performance improvement plan and escalate per policy. Initially, we provide one-on-one -on -one mentoring and guidance to ensure clear understanding and address any kind of barriers that they might have. And if a process improvement plan is warranted, we do collaborate with HR and make sure that we have identified expectations and timelines. Termination may be a result if the productivity expectations aren't met. Fortunately, we've never had to exercise that. We've always been able to get the CDI back on track. We've had a few CDI um, leave, resign, and I think it's because they knew it wasn't going to be achievable. But we really try to work with the CDI to find out what those barriers are and what's the issues and why can't they achieve the standard metrics. 
we did have some CDI shadowing. They, they followed some high performers just to watch their workflow as well as the managers working with them. In the past, pre-COVID, we did suspend remote work, but now since we're in a COVID state and pandemic state, everybody's been remote. So, but I think that we just really have a nice streamlined process as far as mentoring, training, clear expectations. We have well-written workflow processes and SOPs, and then following that performance improvement plan, working closely with HR. Yeah, that's great. It's nice that you've never had to let anyone go as a result, too. I think that means the process is working as it's supposed to. So shifting focus a little here, we asked people about technology's effect on their productivity rate. And according to the survey result, the technology with the biggest immediate positive impact on productivity was the electronic grouper. Of those solutions that had an adjustment period, the most positive impact came from electronic querying tools. Overall, very small percentages reported negative productivity impact, but high proportions of respondents reported not having certain technologies at all. Things like CAPD, quality databases, etc. have a much lower adoption rate. Jamie, I'll go to you here. What role do you think technology plays in CDI productivity? And do you feel that it has been an aid or a hindrance for that productivity overall? I think it's definitely been an aid. I, I have to say that electronic querying has been um, probably the most impact that I've seen on the sites that um, I supervise as well as the ministry. Um, really having that electronic querying and having the physician be able to answer within that query has really helped the, the footwork or the legwork that the CDI did prior. Um, so, you know, finding the physician and have, talking to him, you know, they really are quite on board with that electronic querying. I think the electronic grouper has helped as well. Um, and we do actually have computer-aided coding, um, and that has really helped as well. However, I think there can be a put pitfall when you have new CDI. Again, we all know that computer-aided coding can take us down the wrong path if we're not careful and we don't pay attention to where it's taking us. Um, so we do not I, we, we work on not having at first our, our new CDI use the CAC, but as they become more familiar with the codes and what something should go to, I think that also helps a lot too. Um, again, the least amount of clicks helps somebody get through. And really the ultimate goal again is to review that case for DRG assurance and to move that needle. And anything you can do to make that easier for the CDI I think helps with a, a global amount, job satisfaction, um, increased productivity, all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's not removing that critical thinking piece. It's just kind of helping them do their job more efficiently. Really, that that's the goal there. We also asked people about variables um, that make the most impact on CDI productivity for the individual reviewer. So unsurprisingly, the biggest impact, according to our respondents, is that the experience of the reviewer, so whether you have a new or an experienced CDI specialist, was 64% putting that in the number one spot, followed by the complexity of the case under review. Andrea, I'll go to you for this one. What steps can a professional take to maybe increase their experience and therefore improve their productivity? And then how long do you think it should take a new CDI specialist to become proficient in their role and be hitting those productivity metrics? 
Yeah, I think it's important for CDSs to kind of do that self-assessment too. If um, they're struggling with some of the CDI concepts or struggling with um, code assignment um, or querying, it's helpful if they can help identify an area themselves where they want to work on that. We have a lot of tools available to our CDSs for education that can help them get over those um, challenges. I think also learning how to leverage the system because the system provides a lot of those extra resources within the workflow of the CDS to aid them. And if they're going through their review process and querying process and um, in a way that doesn't leverage the system, you know, they, they can miss um, things um, that the system's flagging for them. So I, I think those things can help them um, gain that experience. Um, and then, you know, we, we are finding that CDSs that are new are, you know, functional within about three months. And again, progressing in that productivity. And we're finding that they are easily able to um, be highly proficient at about the nine month mark. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, Jeanette, and Jamie. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek from one of our Actus CDI Leadership Council calls last year. Just so you know, if you are interested in being a part of the Leadership Council, the applications are now open. You can find a link to the information, including eligibility requirements and how to apply and all of that good stuff in today's show notes, which are available on the Actus website and also in your podcast app. As always, if our audience has any questions about this topic, you can feel free to email the Actus team at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. We'll also put that email in today's show notes so that you can grab it right from there and you don't have to try to key that in based on what I said. That does bring us to the end of today's Actus podcast episode. We'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, August 17th for our next show focused on outpatient CDI. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All the links we discussed during today's episode will be available in the show notes. And as always, we'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app to help others find our show. Our intro and our outro music is Media Noche by Dion Key, and our ad music is Take Me Higher by Jazzar, both obtained from the free music archive. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please email us at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. Until next time, take care, everyone.